Welcome to Just Mash Episode 9. I'm Josh. Matthew. And today we are doing the second annual Just Mash Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, Cue music. There is none. So. Uh, yeah. You got us. We should have won. You called tux. our bluff. Well, I don't have a tux. Um, yeah, cue music like we're going to edit it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you got us. You called our bluff. <laughs> Um, no, but so uh, essentially in December of 2020, this is supposed to be a December thing, but we're January 13th, but it's cool. December of 2020, we decided to do the to create the Just Mash Hall of Fame, um, which is essentially us recognizing what we think the greatest of whatever is. Um, so the rules, criteria, the categories, whatever the fuck. Uh, there's five categories. Movies. Acting performances, episodes of television, person, person, and miscellaneous. Those are the five categories. Uh, the rules, really, there's only one rule, I think. Oh, well, so we we each are going to bring anywhere from five to ten nominees to the table, and then we are going to decide on three for each category to induct into the Hall of Fame. Um, and they will join the previous year's class, which let me pull up on my phone right now. Um, the previous year's class was in the movies category, 2001, A Space Odyssey, The Godfather, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Episodes of television was The Sopranos, Season 2, Episode 13, Fun House. The Office, Season 5, Episode 13, Stress Relief. Oh, that's weird. Uh, and then Cowboy Bebop, season one, ep- episode five, Ballad of Fallen Angels. Performance, James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano, Steve Carell as Michael Scott, and Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, Iron Man. The person, or people, Kevin Smith, Paul McCartney, and Stanley Kubrick. Miscellaneous, Hey Jude, the song by the Beatles. Letterboxed. And Fortnite, the video game. Now, we have a rule that there's a five-year wait period for something to be eligible to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, this year being 2022, five years ago would be 2017. So, 2016's class is available, or things from 2016 are available to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, So, that's movies that came out then, performances that were given then, um as far as miscellaneous goes, it's literally whatever we can, you know, if it doesn't fall into any of those other categories, it's miscellaneous. I think is the best way to, to describe it. Yeah. So we're going to start with movie. Did you say how many of each we're picking yet? Three. Three from each. Three from each. So, okay. I thought, so the first year I thought we had some, we need to find that episode because I'd almost remembered us having a conversation that we picked three for that first year mm. because we wanted to have a good catalog to start out with. Oh, and then doing one. And then doing year. one per year. But I don't I don't like that. Especially because with movies there's millions of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think by the time, you know, we both have 55 stars each. By yeah. the time we get to the end of that, we would be 50 years old from now. So Fair I don't well. think that's especially fair. Um also on top of that if we do one for each, probably like a 12-minute podcast. True. So now what we could do is just put the Hall of Fame into like a different episode instead of giving it its own episode if we wanted to do that. Um, this is probably off-air talk, though. So oh, well. this year, these are the rules. Uh, okay. So how many movies did you bring to the table? Uh, about eight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go I'll let first? you read yours. So, the first one that I'm going to put forward for nomination, Goodfellas. Interesting. I think potentially the greatest mob movie of all time. Um, I think it's pretty much equal with The Godfather, obviously directed by Martin Scorsese. It's the best Ray Liotta performance ever. I mean, I don't even... Yeah, I don't think he's come close. I was about to say, I don't think anything comes close for him. He fucking knocked it out of the park and then... And then quit. And then quit. Uh, I actually like Ray Liotta. That's not fair. But De Niro's phenomenal in it. Joe Pesci's phenomenal in it. Um, uh, what's her name? Melfi. I can't think of her name. Um, I'm a dick. She's I, great in it too, though. Um, I was just I just saw her on TV in passing. 
on some one of those crime shows. Oh, really? Yeah, she's she's on a bunch of those. Lorraine like, Bracco. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think that movie's awesome. I think the cinematography is incredible. The soundtrack, I think, revolutionized the way that we use music in movies. Um, I just think it's such an incredible movie, and I gave it five stars. You gave it five stars. I think it it certainly belongs in the Just Smash Hall of Fame. Yeah, now, we don't have to for sure say yes. This is the first one, but that's right. the first one that I'm going to kind of put forward for nomination. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'll just I'll just go right down the list. Um, the Shining is my first. The Shining is also on mine. Okay. So I figured there would be some of those. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. And I think that in the first episode, if we had both picked something, mm-hmm. that was a very you know very good indicator that that it would go that in. it would go in. And I think so, a lot of these will. Mm-hmm. The only issue that I have, and it's not even an issue, is what do we think goes in first? Yeah, or should go yeah. in? You know, above whatever. But I also have The Shining on here, so I'm, you know, I yeah. think the greatest horror film of all time. In my eyes, I'm trying to think of what what would really even compare to it. I mean, the thing, but. The Shining for me is the scariest film of all time. That's the one that I still get kind of creeped out about. Yeah, the yeah. atmosphere is just—it's just next level. Second to none. Yeah. Uh, okay, so another one that I have on here is *Spirited Away*. Interesting. Uh, we don't have an animated film in the Hall of Fame yet. For That's my money, true. the greatest—and I'll go ahead and throw another film on this list on there—is *Akira*. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two greatest animated films of all time in terms of both pure animation and then also quality of film. I think either one of those, you know, you could say is even the greatest film of all time, and I wouldn't argue with it. Um, it's one that was on our 2021 Just Smash Film Challenge. It's one we both gave five stars. You know, I think it's true. Yeah, it belongs in the in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, so my only like hesitance with that is we've we've only been exposed to it very recently. I have seen it twice. Well, that is true, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it twice. So I, I've only theaters. seen it the one time, mm-hmm. maybe on a second rewatch. I 100% agree it's five stars, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Right. With with only three spots, though, I don't know that, that would be an immediate, immediate I can understand pick for that. me. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, okay, so this one might might be interesting to discuss as well. Um, the Hangover. The Hangover's on my list. Okay, interesting, yeah. Towards the bottom of it. Right. Potentially the greatest comedy of all time certainly one that's shaped my sense of humor yeah and Uh, just like growing up with with that kind of uh with that kind of friendship and just like it's one of those movies that gets referenced 24 7 mm -hmm. uh, between us and it's so important to you know us as people just Mm -hmm. like it just our interaction uh that was my that was my main uh yeah i think um it, it, well, it's also super important for just modern day comedy yeah. films. I mean, the, and it spawned a, a whole franchise and type of movie. And oh, for sure, yeah. It launched the careers of Galifianakis and Bradley Cooper and Ed Helms. And you know, Ed Helms and Bradley Cooper had some sort of, you know, success in their careers before that. But this like launched them like yeah. to fucking you know mainstream like in front of everything. Um, yeah, certainly, I'm not opposed to that. Um, being that 2016 is now available to us, Captain America: Civil War, uh, yeah, I think this is one that too. It, you know, it, it at least has to be in the contention for it. Um, five stars, some of the greatest scenes of all time. I think some of the best writing in an action comic book film of all time. Yeah, some of the most emotional moments in an MCU movie. Oh, dude, one of my fa- like some of my favorite moments being in a theater. I mean, when Spider Man gets introduced. Yeah. And, a giant man happening like everything about that fucking movie is just so next level special it's an experience yeah it's an experience it's just hard to combat you know with with what it is uh and then kind of in the same vein the dark knight mm, this was not on mine i've considered it though it's one that it i fight did you five it? yeah yeah that's a five star for me yeah i mean one of the greatest films of all time you know, there's some more stuff that I'll talk about with it later on in this list, but you know, one that I I definitely think could be, well, should be in there one day for sure. Um, it's just once again, it's a matter of is it this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what what do you think the first one should be? I'm starting to think The Shining. I could roll with The Shining. Um. We we do have another Kubrick film currently in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. True. Um, so true. it just depends on how we want to 
how so, we want to contextualize these entries, right? Do we want to try and kind of cover our bases, you know, and like... It would be a horror movie. Right, that is... The first yeah. horror. To me, 2001 is a horror. It and, is, and, yeah. You know, it's more existential, right? and, and the uh, scale on it is, the you know, one of the biggest ever, but... Now, so if we wanted to kind of divvy it up a bit mm-hmm. and pick a horror film, The Thing... That's on my list. John Carpenter equal to the shining i think i don't think it's as scary as the shining necessarily but in terms of quality of film yeah um you know i'm certainly not opposed to the thing i think i'm a bit more partial to the shining but i think i am as well honestly i've seen it more often seeing it in that theater was neat yeah um yeah it's it's just one that constantly invades my thoughts yeah and i think I think, you know, Kubrick, he directed 2001, and he got inducted into our person wing, and that's all for a reason. You know what I mean? So I think it's only fair yeah. that he he gets another one. So I think The Shining is the first inductee of the second class. Nice. Very of nice. The, of the just Round of applause. Thing. Very nice. Very good. Uh, okay. Number two. Number two. This one's a bit tougher. It just sucks because we only have three spots. I know. And there's so many, you know. I mean, we've got, I think we share 30-something five stars between the two of us. Yeah. That will get inducted eventually. And so here's one that is not a five-star necessarily, but Zach right. and Mary make a porno. Just in terms of importance to us, like, like how do we want to shape these No, I agree. These I, entries, I think know? it's a mix because... If it's important to us, it has to have some sort yeah, of Yeah, because it's the Just Mash Hall of Fame. It's not sure, for sure. yeah, the, yeah. the Hall of Fame. It's the Just Mash Hall of Fame. My so, thought with that one is, does it belong over, you know, Goodfellas? I know. That's the tough one. Here That's it is. Goodfellas, one. A Clockwork Orange, The Hangover, 12 Angry Men, Eyes Wide Shut, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's another one I had Spirited considered. Spirited Away, so. The Dark Knight, The Before Trilogy. La La Land, Captain America: Civil War, The Empire Strikes Back, Guardians of the oh, Galaxy, The Empire Strikes Akira, Back would be tough. Her, which is a massive one. That's for me. another good one. And then my not five star, but one that I still put on here is Across the Universe. Yeah, I mean that's you know I don't think it necessarily makes it this year, but in the right. next two or three, that's I what could, I'm thinking. Like that's why I have yeah you know these lists. It's like there's so saved. many. That you want to put in, yeah. it's just the the real issue is that's tough. What goes in okay, first? Okay, let's go. Let's talk about her for a second. Um, I think. I mean, it's my favorite film of all yeah. time. Um, I think one of the greatest performances of all time in you know Joaquin as Theodore Twombly, and with fucking Scarlett Johansson as Samantha, and she's not, not even, even there. on screen. Yeah, you know, she wasn't even on set. That was a post thing, and it's still such an incredible performance. I think it's such a great analyzation of grief and love and longing and happiness and joy and the way that it does that through the writing and the colors yeah. and the conversations. It's a writer's wet dream, but it also manages to tap into this weird sort of dystopian sci-fi future that's really not that far away. Um, I, I would induct it. Yeah, I'm know. totally cool with that, honestly. like It's just it's one that I can see in my brain right. with ease. Yeah. And like and you those can are the ones that watch the scenes, yeah. you know, like it's so each each scene is so notable. I mean, even the the dead cat, yeah, you know, cyber banging and the the video game with Spike the Jones. Insults. With the, yeah, it's just, I think it's just such an incredible, special, warm movie. So I'm definitely in yeah. on inducting spot that. number two. Spot number two goes to Spike Jones as her. So I'm totally in on that. Now, last one. This one's tough, man. I think it should go to either Zack and Mary, mm. The Hangover, or Civil War. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm in a grants. I think those are kind of the three right now that it could go Man. to. Man, <clears throat> I think Zack and Mary and The do Hangover we... kind of fill in the comedy. Yeah, they do role. Um, you know, one being the greatest comedy of all time, the other one being the most important to us. Yeah. Um, one that's you know just been so influential to us as people i think with civil war because of the quality of it and how good it is it's one of those first ballot hall of famers that like the second it's it's available it's like it should go in yeah i i'm leaning towards that one 
I'm leaning towards towards Captain America Civil War at this point. I think I am too. Um, I think it deserves it for sure. And you know, those others, you know, I think the Hangover is the first ballot if it were that year, but yeah. enough times passed that it could wait. Right. Um, Zach and Mary, I wouldn't call a first ballot. No, I, I guess that's not true. But well, no, I think with that one, you need time to love it. So I wouldn't call it a first ballot. I I think being that it's been out for. Almost fifteen years. Uh, that's a long time. Uh, fuck. I think that is kind of part of the reason why we love it so much. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll probably induct it next year. I think so too. But I think Captain America: Civil War gets spot number three. So the films Wonderful. were The Shining, Her, and Captain America: Civil War, which is great. I think that's a, a oh one hundred percent yeah tight solid uh, three. Now performance. Uh, do you want to give me your first first performance? That you're um, throw so, in? yeah, I do actually have Joaquin Phoenix as Theodore Twombly from her. I also have Joaquin Phoenix. I figured Phoenix that was, yeah. As Theodore this, Twombly. Because um, it's tough. It's just such a genuine performance. Yeah. And it's if you've seen Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator and see him just be this visceral scumbag and then see him in You Were Never Really Here and be this like reserved psychopath. And then see him in the master as this kind of mentally challenged, conflicted dude with PTSD that gets caught up in a cult. And then watch her and see how he's this soft, dorky, lovable dude who's going through emotional trauma and tries to come out of it on the better side while dealing with the challenges of modern technology. I think it's it just shows how diverse he is, but how much this specific performance sets him apart from the other ones. Yeah. You know, he's he kills able. It. He's such a chameleon emotionally. It's so good. Because if you if go out and watch Come On, Come On from 2021. Yeah. We saw it in theaters. Incredible movie. Mm-hmm. Joaquin, he's just so in touch with his with his soft side, yeah. his humanity. Just the emotions of life. What yeah. it means to be a person. Oh, you know? 100%. He doesn't feel like one of those. And he could be. I don't know the dude. But he doesn't feel like one of those celebrities that's so detached. Yeah. You know, from what it's like to be a person. Or just a normal guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though he's supposed to be weird, he feels like how we're all weird. I hope so. You know, we'll work hope with him he keeps, Yeah, I hope he keeps doing it. So I agree. Joaquin Phoenix, Theodore Twombly is her first induction uh, for the performance. My second one, Brian Cranston. That's on my list. Is Heisenberg, yeah. Walter White from Breaking Bad. Goddamn right. Potentially the greatest performance in television history. I mean, him, you know, Michael Scott as Steve Carell and Gandolfini as Tony Soprano. But yeah. I think I think Walter White, it has to has to be in there. It has to. You know, I mean, it's just one of the greatest things of all time. The show itself is is one of the greatest shows of all time. Best casting, one of the best casting choices that I've oh, ever yeah. seen. And in in a similar way to Joaquin Phoenix, he was able to take the perception of him as the goofy dad from Malcolm in the Middle and just totally flip it on its head. Yeah, just totally change it in every way. Um, and to to be able to do both like extremely well, like yeah. Malcolm in the Middle is fucking hilarious. He's and great. Hal makes that show. Yeah. He He's has some the of the craziness best moments. Yeah. that balances out with the normal yeah, of it. Yeah, 100%. You know? and it, but he, he takes up so much of the atmosphere of it in both of these shows that – He's the the crazy dad in the normal family in both of them, mm-hmm. you know. But he does them in entirely different ways. In just the slow descent into this fucking mental anguish and evilness that Walter White is throughout that show, the change from you know lowly science teacher to meth empire badass is just yeah nuts. And the physical transformation too, and the way that he actually acts. You know, having the cancer and losing it, and then the confidence of it, and just all that is just so. And it's like crazy. A, my my view of him as a character changed between my first watch and my second watch. Mm-hmm. And you know, your view of the other characters changed as well. You really see him as this massively destructive force. Yeah. That destroys everything he touches, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful presentation. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, do you want to give me your third? My third one, or I guess second, whatever, whatever yeah. number it is, Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I just I'm about to start rewatching the show, but mm-hmm. I cannot get enough of seeing him on screen. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing clips that people post on Twitter of of his interactions or scenes from the show, mm-hmm. and knowing that he 
had trouble getting other roles because he played a blind guy so well. Like, he just had to relearn how his eyes focused on things. Yeah, people just thought he was blind. People just thought he was blind. It's, it's fucking immaculate. I cannot wait to see him in more stuff. That's the thing for me, is I want more before I right. can throw it in there. Um, you know, three seasons of Daredevil, and he's phenomenal in it. The Defenders, he's the best part of it. Uh, the only good part of it. Yeah. Um, he's, his I'll moment... I'll for the Daredevil content. Yeah, his moment in Spider-Man is just incredible. But knowing that we're going to get so much more of fair. him as Daredevil, Very fair. the more moments that we get, um, I'm going to go... I don't think I don't think we'll put this one in yet. Eventually, I think we will. But I'm going to go equally left field. Billy Crudup is Dr. Manhattan. Interesting. In Watchmen. Yeah. When I read Watchmen the comic, that's who I right who I hear is Billy Crudup as Watchmen, or as Dr. Manhattan. I think seeing him as uh, John Osterman before he becomes Dr. Manhattan and seeing him as a real person and then seeing him transform in the way that he's be, like able to be totally numb but also have this emotional indifference that sometimes kind of yeah maybe bit, you could maybe mistake it for humanity turns into caring it's yeah. so nuanced and then that scene where he True. gets angry and like fights Osmandius like i think that that's incredible acting from him but the voiceover of when he's telling the story of how he became Dr. Manhattan I, I just think it's so powerful and incredible. And when he gets locked in the thing and he's looking yeah. at the window and his, you know, his wife runs away or his girlfriend runs away and like just the look on his face, I think it's like genre divine defining, but I could see that though. Yeah. You know, I, I sure. think I, I think it belongs. I'm also comfortable with saying other stuff should go in first. Right. Yeah. But, you know, like I'm, I'm open to, yeah, we'll just see. It's we'll, just one we'll of those. We'll go get down the line. line. Yeah. Hit me with another. Uh, one. So Chris Evans is Captain America. He's on mine. Okay. Yeah. I just, I think it's so important. We get him for so many movies, so many years. And it, once again, defining that character. Yeah. hundred percent. For a new generation of kids that have grown up with it, but just also for people like me that grew up being a Captain America fan. He's someone that actualized him and brought him to life and made him a real person. Um, I would give my left foot to have ten more movies with Chris Evans as Captain America. Like that's how important I think he is to that role. Um, and the more I'm saying it, I'm like maybe he's the one that should go in. Yeah, I think so. I think he gets it. I think Chris Evans is Captain it. America. Steve Rogers. That's the one that we have yeah. to solidify. Um, so Brian Cranston is Walter White. Walking Phoenix is Theodore Twombly. Chris Evans, Steve Rogers. I think those are yeah. the three. Very cool. Uh, so now we have the episode category. Uh, this so tough. my first nominee for this, okay, season one, episode one of Breaking Bad. I have I have the pilot episode on here as well. I it think could be a fucking movie. If you add twenty minutes to it, yeah. it's the best movie of two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt, it is better yeah. than anything else that came out that year. It's uh, incredible. I think the start with the RV and the iconic image of him and the green shirt half tucked into his whitey tidies with the gun. Yeah. One of the greatest. And then the, the scene where he like goes to kill himself. I know. Oh, man. Dude. The way that what they. What an introduction. The way Holy that they shit. set it up, you know, with him as the teacher and finding out he has cancer yeah. and the car wash and introducing Jesse and. And it sets up five years of greatness. Yeah, and it's one that's called back to constantly throughout the show. It just shows us who he was before. But it also shows us that there's like just the tiniest hints that maybe under the different circumstances this dude could be corrupted into being something else. And obviously he does. We see it. Yeah. Slow motion. I just incredible fucking episode of television yeah it's filmmaking it's it's telemaking whatever the fuck you want to call it like it's yeah. art god yeah, damn it I, it's that art. one goes in yeah 100 percent. i agree uh okay hit me hit me with uh i'm gonna i'm not gonna go in order here mm. um i'll go i'm gonna go the uh dare the finale of the uh the finale of the first season of daredevil episode 13 also known as daredevil one of the best episodes of tv ever i would say um because you don't expect it to be one of the situations where everything gets wrapped neatly with a bow but it is and it's in a way that feels earned and deserved and rewarding um 
and the way that they build up to Matt Murdock finally being Daredevil yeah. with the suit and kicking ass, fighting D'Onofrio's kingpin, who's the perfect foil. You know, I, there's I, so many elements of storytelling that just come together fucking gorgeously. I agree. And I, Charlie Cox again, he makes that role. Like I'm very, very excited to see him in all of the Disney shows, mm-hmm. which whatever ones he actually shows up in. And yeah, I just hopefully all of them. Hopefully all. Of them. Please give me all of them. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. So, but this is this is one that I'm I'm definitely okay with saying. Yeah, there's other episodes that belong on here. Yeah. Once again, I've, I think I want to just rewatch Daredevil. I'm very close to get a better appreciation I'm very fucking close. for it. Honestly, um, but I, I I'm not against to keeping that kind of you yeah know, on the in the mindset for that. Um, so I will say this is one that. I want to push forward to keep in the mind space, but I don't think we can induct this year because okay. it's brand new to me. Interesting. Community, the chaos area. Yeah, it's one that's stuck around. Like, I'm, I was so excited for you to watch that. Yeah. Anytime I tell anyone to watch this show, this is an episode that is like, I can't wait for them to see this one. It's the best it's so cool. one. It's the most encapsulating of what that style of writing is. Yeah. It's a phenomenal examination of who each one of those characters are and their dynamics with each other and how important they are to the group and whatever role that they serve. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't fully put it in because I just saw it. Totally agree with that. Yeah, know, week or I'm so 100% ago. with just keeping it in the public eye, so yeah. to speak. Because to me, it's a five-star episode of television. Yeah. Um, but it, I need time for it to be in there. Absolutely. But I, it's on. Absolutely. It's on the ballot for me. Yeah. So I figured I would throw that one out there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this one's tough because the real folk blues from Cowboy Bebop, the two-parter finale mm-hmm. to to that show, the I want to put one of them in there. But it's tough because two-parter episodes, they, they go, they're almost connected, right? It's so difficult. It yeah. is difficult to decide what to do in that scenario, whether you do first part, second part, both, neither. I, so I just want to start that discussion because I think it's an important one because it's do we make exceptions for two part episodes? You know, do we put them in as a group because it's yeah. rare that one part is better than the other. I know. Or and they're so necessary. Or it's also rare that like that one of them is so unique from the other one. A lot of times it does feel like yeah. the same sort of thing. Um oh, man. I would almost want to make an exception just because it is one of the greatest shows ever made. It's one of the greatest finales ever. It's fucking heartbreaking. I think that should be the rule is two-parters can be brought in as one episode. Yeah, I'm Uh, down with that. I think – yeah, I think if it's a a two-parter, it can count as one. Um, yeah, because it's it's forward. and it especially exceptional circumstances too. Like obviously, if there's a part a two parter where one is awesome and the other one isn't yeah, for some reason, like, like then okay, then we'll those we won't be able to consider as, as easily, obviously. But yeah. so yeah, I, so that's I'm comfortable with with real folk blues being inducted in um, part Beautiful. one and part two. Yeah, um, I, I, it's one of the greatest finales of all time because it doesn't give you what you want necessarily, but it's yeah. so important in the way that it handles all of the characters. I think Bebop is just a masterclass in storytelling um, and episodic storytelling too, because it part of it's because it's just one season, but it doesn't adhere to the same like way of crafting a season you yeah. know, where it saves everything for the last episode or whatever. Like, well, I don't want to spoil Bebop, but important characters come and go at different points that you wouldn't expect you know like and just because it's a finale doesn't mean it's the end it feels fresh and experimental but in like the best ways because it just broke it broke new ground for sure and yeah i'm just i love the show to death for sure yeah and i think i think jupiter jazz part one and two is that was on here as well they're gonna i think that could go in next year honestly um yeah no i'm i'm full i'm fully in on that uh, okay, so now we have to pick the last inductee. Right. Yeah, do you want to hit me with a couple of yours or some? some yeah, highlight? yeah, yeah. Um, Arrested Development, season one, episode one. The pilot. Oh yeah. I think it's might be the greatest pilot of all time outside of Breaking Bad because of the way that it's able to introduce all of those characters and establish their dynamics, and it's still funny and witty, mm-hmm. and it just sets up the show so beautifully for what it ends up being. And there's so many things that get paid off in every episode following it. Um, it's one of the episodes of TV that I've seen the most. It's like a comfort episode for yeah. me. Um, I, I love it so much. I think it's like 
just incredible storytelling. I'm totally cool with that being in consideration for sure. Yeah. Um, True Detective, season one, episode four. Oh. So that's the episode where McConaughey, Russ Cole, goes undercover, is the, the meth dude or whatever yeah. in that neighborhood, and it turns right. into this big war, and they, they shoot him running through the neighborhood with a gun. That's another rewatch. Fucking incredible episode of TV. I mean, I, I can say maybe it shouldn't go in yet because we need to rewatch it. Yeah. Because I've only seen it that once. Same. But yeah. it just had such a fucking impact <laughs> Visceral, on my brain. Yeah, experience. That, like... It's I, I I think about it often, just him running through that neighborhood yeah. and the stress that I felt, how nervous I was. One of the greatest things ever. Um, Cowboy Bebop, Asteroid Blues, the pilot of the show. Um, you know I don't want this Hall of Fame to be Cowboy Bebop, the Hall right. of Fame, but I think it is one of the greatest. It's one we've watched together has four to be, or five yeah. times. Has to be in consideration. Uh, the Office pilot. Season one, episode one, it's sort of a similar thing uh, to Arrested Development. Um, all the things said about that could be said for this one. The Office season one, episode two, Diversity Day. That one is one of the, yeah, it's incredible. So good. The Office season three, episode one, Gay Witch Hunt. Another one of the most phenomenal ones with the best like climax and episodes you know that you yeah. could ever have. Um, Breaking Bad season five, episode sixteen, Felina, the series finale. Um, I think that's another one that could be thrown in there with, with no issues. Um, those were the ones that I had written down. Yeah, so the only other ones that I would like to add are uh, the Pine Barrens, uh, Sopranos, I think it's season two, episode 14, or mm. four, somewhere. I don't remember the episode name. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it might be like th- season three. I guess I could look it up. We, I guess, yeah. We always Fucking do IMDb, that. man. We're just the worst. Um, great episode though. It's one of the, I was fucking glued to the screen the entire time mm-hmm. because of the way they build tension, and it's like this weird survival horror movie mm-hmm. in the midst of this this gangster TV show. Like it's it's just a fucking joy to watch, and like all the characters, like Paulie and Christopher, I love their interactions. So well, one of the most iconic lines from the show is you know the interior decorator stuff. Season three, episode eleven. Season three, episode eleven. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of Funhouse. That was the finale, that or the second the finale to last episode, two. and that's the one that got inducted. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I fucking that's one that I like picture in my head when I think of the Sopranos and I love Tony as he's trying to be a boss like trying to go get him and he's still pissed off and dealing with other shit and his interactions with Bobby yes I love Bobby um yeah I think I don't think I would induct it yet that's definitely one of them in in the same vein as the Sopranos finale yeah series finale I think that's another one that's one of the greatest things ever yeah I mean that one is just almost untouchable um some Game of Thrones episodes yeah um, season four, episode six, the one where Tyrion goes on trial. Yeah. Uh, spoilers fucking for episode. for Joffrey's murder. It's just one of the fucking best performances in a scene I've ever seen from yeah. uh, Peter Dinklage. For sure. I yeah. mean, it's just immaculate writing when it, when it was good. That's weird to say now. Yeah. But it's one of the best episodes to me. I think The Red Wedding. The Red Wedding changed the world. So I mean, good. I'll I'll never forget like seeing YouTube video after YouTube video of Red Wedding Red Wedding reactions. Yeah. Um. There's there's like I knew what the Red Wedding was. Didn't know who it involved. Did not realize it was happening until it was happening, and I knew that was the thing to look forward to yeah. for the show. But I did not even realize it until it started, and that's when I had this feeling in my stomach of like, oh no. Yeah. It's um, brutal, man. It's brutal violence. Hard home. Hard home. The bat. Oh my god. One of Great my favorite episode. favorite episodes the ever. The season four finale in general with yeah. the wall and the wildlings and just all of it. Uh, Tyrion getting sprung from King's Landing. Yes. Jamie. The soft ending to the show. Yeah. So like if you <laughs> yeah, could you yeah. could finish season four and, and then, just, then just kind of wipe your hands and walk away. You wouldn't get off. to see Hard Home or some of the other really cool stuff in seasons right. five and six, but. If you really wanted to, that's where you could just kind of walk away. I think the Battle of King's Landing yeah. is great. Uh, you know, when Tyrion's supposed to be in charge. Blackwater, yeah. Or, yeah, Battle of Blackwater, yeah. yeah. I, there's just, it, there's so many great episodes of that show, and even though it ends on such a limp dick, I, I don't want to take away from those. Oh, yeah, not at Phenomenal. All. And episodes. it's hard to choose which one to pick out of those. Right, exactly. That's kind of the difficult yeah. thing. 
Um, is there one? Is there one that we've said so far that you're like I'm leaning towards, like maybe something from The Office or the one I'm most partial to is Arrested Development. I'm I'm 100 involved in that because it's yeah. just like that style of comedy is so smart and it makes you feel it's the peak of it it makes you feel intelligent watching it Mm -hmm. if you pick up on things because i'm not i'm not i'm fucking stupid no we're both dummies so being able to enjoy a show like that and Mm -hmm. feel like you're You're even an ounce as clever as the writers yeah well and it, it also gives you that same like tinge of satisfaction and like adulation for yourself that you get when you watch the kardashians or jersey shore like it's people being stupid except (laughs) you get to be a self-insert as michael bluth so you get to like enjoy it in this different sort of way and it was before all that too yeah so someone said that they watched the show with this imagination that uh he doesn't know that he's on a show Oh yeah, and he's just kind of interacting with these fucking these just characters fucking and hates it. Motherfuckers. Yeah, great. Yeah, I think that's the one that's got to. Yeah, I think so too. So Breaking Bad, the pilot, Arrested Development, the pilot, and then Cowboy Bebop, the series finale. <laughs> yeah, which is Dig I it. think you know fair. I think so too. Uh, person, hit me with your first person. Uh, my first person goes to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Interesting. Yeah. He's just such a fucking massive character. I grew up watching his not so great movies. Sorry, Dwayne, yeah. but I I loved them dearly. Like they just he was such a presence in my childhood, and not even from wrestling. And then just seeing how, which was what it was for me, right? So like I think we have such different, yeah. But and still, then, like, and then growing up to kind of appreciate the pro wrestling uh, as a as a genre or whatever you want to call it as an yeah. experience, and just seeing how he came through that and. How he's, I think he's fucking crazy and how much work he puts into everything that he does. And he's become a better actor. Absolutely. Like people will shit yeah. on him, but he's a better actor. Yeah. For sure. And he just has such charisma, and I love his attitude about things. Yeah. I love listening to him talk. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously cool if it's not like an immediate insert, but I think he's, he's deserved to be discussed. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but I think there's people on this list that I would put first. Absolutely, yeah. Starting with one, Stanley Lieber, Stanley. Yeah, this is on my list as well. I think that one's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, he crafted, you know, all these Marvel characters that we care about so deeply and intently. Um, mm. Spider-Man. And then was the face of that. He, he went yeah. out and just kind of promoted these storytelling ideas mm. and all these really cool characters. I don't and know. Like, He's just, he was just a champion for that kind of story and i think you know film wise he he either has the most executive producer credits of all time or the second most behind walt disney oh walt disney he's yeah. he didn't deserve it no no walt disney <laughs> he's not on my list yeah uh but stanley and he just seemed like a just a, such a sweet smart genuine dude and there's controversy about him for the credit that he took for work that he might not have done as wholly but even if you asked him it he would say it was such a collaborative effort that he doesn't necessarily know who did what, but that's, yeah. you know, like Lennon and McCartney. And I do think people like Jack Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and all of them for sure deserve just as much praise as Stan Lee. Um, but I think Stan Lee is also, or was also just able to do something that no one else in terms of an author other than Shakespeare honestly yeah. was able to do and craft a persona. You know, I mean, I can't think of any other author, author at that level, at least. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Tolkien no. and J.D. Salinger. Like, they've got their own sort of legacies, but I'm talking, like, at such a, a massive scale. Yeah. I think Shakespeare it's just so and Stan Lee, yeah. you know, those are the only ones. Um, yeah, I think Stan Lee belongs. Absolutely. I'm totally cool. Cool. Stan Lee induction. inducted R.I.P., brother. Uh, okay, so let me... My next one is... Uh, I'm totally cool if this is is too new for you. Okay. But Bo Burnham. Too new for me. I think Inside is one of the greatest things ever made. Mm. I think in 2026, it'll go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, by the way, because that'll be easy. It is also the only thing I've ever seen from him. Totally fair. I haven't ever seen a Bo Burnham And this is another one for me where I, I want to... Like like that community episode, just kind of mm-hmm. put him in the in the public eye for because sure. I've I've watched him for quite a while and just he's sh- he's shaped my ideas of mm-hmm. creativity and what you can do with your talents yeah. and how to how for to sure. behave with 
with uh, your interactions. In, yeah, how to be a good person, how to be, with power you know, and like, fame. and to recognize that, you know, people on this list or celebrities or whatever, like, they're just lucky people. They're just mm. fucking schmucks, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I, I 100% would like to keep that uh Especially, it was so like, and when I think of Bo Burnham, to me, he was just this funny stand-up guy who was creative mm-hmm. and smart, but inside transcends him to the Hall of Fame of great storytellers and creative people. Yeah, you know, and I'm so I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward. Is really, I think, what will for solidify sure. him for me. On top of being in like Promising Young Woman and just being a good actor, yeah. turning into you know a good actor. Um, one day, I, I think one of these days a little too soon okay keeping in the in a similar tone bill murray i have him on my list as Mr. well Mr. Murray. yeah yeah uh, i think one of the greatest comedic actors of all time especially because there's no one that he can be compared to no he's just got his own little thing his he, own it's little his own style and yeah. you know you can say there's a dozen adam sandlers there's a dozen will ferrell's you know there's a dozen well i don't want to shit at anybody but and even though that like Farrell and Sandler are the best at what their type of comedy is, there's plenty of other people that do it. That that isn't a thing with Bill Murray. He is he's the only one, yeah. and he's so fucking good at it. You know, I mean, look at all of his work in Wes Anderson's films. They're all oh, incredible. I just watched Life Aquatic. He's absolutely the best. So part of that. fucking good in that movie. Absolutely. And then Lost in Translation. You yeah, know, he should have won an Oscar for that. A Very Merry Christmas is one that I watch every year. Fucking Peter Venkman in Ghostbusters, Caddyshack, um, Groundhog Day, What About Bob? Well, fuck, I got a Bill Murray pop collection right there. He's got the best cameo of all time in Zombieland, yeah. Stripes. He's just he's just next level incredible. He's everywhere. He is, you know, and I think he has such a legend about him too, like the story that one time Bill Murray walked to an, into a bar and the Wu-Tang Clan was there and they just started bartending. And they just took over. Yeah. You know, like that that Bill Murray has crashed several weddings. You know, like just showed up and said, Hey, oh I'm, my God, I would I'm be, here. That you would know. be the best part of that day for me if I was getting married. Oh yeah. My God, Bill Murray's here. Oh dude. Just he has such a legend about him and he seems like such a sweet, genuine dude too. Um, I think he you know Yeah. I think he hundred percent. Yeah. So are we are we in on the Murray? Yeah, I'm totally in on the Murray. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me see who I want to go with next here. All right. So our people from the previous year, just as a refresher, were Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, Paul Stanley McCartney, Kubrick, Paul, Paul and Paul McCartney. McCartney. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you know a tentative one out there. I know you said something about Will Ferrell and and Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I think that his one his performance in The Office is like half of that, but mm-hmm. just the ability that he can kind of morph into these other more serious roles we just watched fox Catcher. yeah fox catch on honey was the, absolutely the best part of that little miss sunshine mm-hmm. the way way back i i wanted to see last flag flying like there's just so much of him out there and i i love that kind of grittier side to him or that more serious side as well as being one of the most uh most comedic roles in tv history yeah but you know Open to open to debate on that one. My only hesitance is because he's in as Michael Scott. Correct. For performance. Yeah, that's fair. And him as Michael Scott is half of why. That's fair. We would want. Now, I think he's a funny, genuine dude. And I, he's one of the people that I'll watch whatever he's in because mm-hmm. he's in it. I think the 40-year-old virgin is a top-tier comedy. Um, and his performance in it is just incredible. Um, so I'm not against it. I don't think yet, maybe. That's fair. Um, I think I'm going to throw people at you. Okay, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, but I think for a similar reason as Theodore yeah. just got in, he could wait. George Harrison, John Lennon, Ringo Starr. I was thinking Ringo. You know, I was thinking Beatles. Ringo, yeah. But uh, I obviously, yeah, I'm just it's just hard to pick. Like Paul's Paul's number 1 yeah. in our hearts. For sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm, um Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, yeah, I could see that one. Uh, and that's just for music. Mark Maron, I, he's on mine as yeah. well. Uh, um, and then to I, me, the number the the, uh, the other one that if I had to pick one to put forward right now, Charlie Kaufman. Oh, I'm down. That's it. I'm, I'm it. Yeah, easy. Potentially that's the greatest easy. writer yeah. of all time. Um, the most exciting writer of all time for me. When I hear there's a new Charlie Kaufman work, I'm like fucking. Yeah, buzzed about just, it. Yeah, it's like a new just Marvel movie. You know, like yeah. it's that. I'm thinking of ending things as one that 
you know, might be a first ballot. Anomalisa is one of the greatest things ever. Synecdoche, New York is one of the greatest things ever. John Malkovich. Oh, that one. Eternal Sunshine. I mean, it's fucking Charlie Kaufman, man. Like, just one of the greatest adaptation. He's so fucking good. Um, and I don't even know how to comprehend how you would write stuff like he does. I've got no fucking he, he, I, I truly believe he is like he is a Shakespeare of our time. Like yeah. he's just so revolutionary. I hope he goes down in the history books. More people should see his stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of anything that's on Netflix. Yeah. Very easily accessible. Go Please watch, watch it. it. Some people just just go in with as few expectations as you can and just kind of go with the flow. Was that our 2020 Best Picture winner? I think it might have been. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Because that was 2020, wasn't it? I'm thinking it was. Okay. I hate myself. We got weird there. Uh, Charlie Coffin, Stanley, Bill Murray. Those are those are easy. Now. This is the weird category. Miscellaneous, man. This is, I'm excited for this, This is actually. where it gets kind of fucking I'm excited tricky, for this, yeah. Right? Um, I'm going to kick us off, and I'm going to say Captain America's Shield. Oh, I think is just a piece of iconography is a prop for the character. What it also represents yeah. you know is a what? larger thing. I'm I'm gonna say I'm just totally all in on that. I'll I'll say because because we have the Captain America shield as the clear entry right there. Yeah. I on my list I had the Spike Spiegel Funko Pop. That one, I you know I you think, know like I think maybe next year or in the coming years yeah, because yeah, yeah. we have a like a physical representation. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. even even something like Luke's lightsaber, yeah, you know, like things like that that are just so iconic and important to a Absolutely. larger thing, you know. I think, but Cap Shield to me, when I when I have to think of a symbol, but also something that's you know tangible, but also what it means to a, a universe. We've seen it like Falcon Winter Soldier sucks, but the one thing they did well was analyze what the shield represents. Yeah. Um, in Civil War, you know, the way that the shield's used between Iron Man and Cap, but also just as a weapon, I think it's got to be Cap Shield. Yeah, I'm totally in. So, yeah, that that's my, my okay. first. Okay, uh, I'll start you off. And uh, this, you know, you're a relatively new Minecraft player. Mm. However, it's, it's so near and dear to me, and I know we've had a lot of fun this past year or so playing it. It's it's an incredible game to me. I think it's one of the it's an epitome of creativity because mm-hmm. you can just literally do anything you want in that world. It it's it's you can it's a team based thing, um, and it's just as I've grown up, I have years or spans out of that where I'm just completely addicted to the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my pitch. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Is it's a, it's such a an evergreen sort of game and that it will always be there. It'll always be great. You can leave and come back at any point. It'll always be the same sort of mechanic. It's yeah. endless creativity. Um, yeah. It, it, it's hard for me to say no to it. Yeah. I'm, to- um, I'm, yeah, I'm totally cool if we just want to sit on it for a second. We'll, we'll keep it in the, the mind space because I'm not against it at all. Yeah. Um, here's, here's an abstract one. The rave at Preston Cross. Interesting. For people that don't know, that that's is the that's actually. the movie theater that we have seen most. I would of the say like seventy percent throughout the movie, our lives. Yeah. I mean, you think about the five star films: Infinity War and Endgame, Blade Runner. Um, I mean, obviously Civil War. Um, it's just. It's and been, films from childhood too. Like that's the theater that we went to. Yeah, I mean, I saw yeah. Finding Nemo there. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. we've we've been at that theater through several name changes. We lived across the street from it. Um, you know, that's where we saw Joker and Spider Verse. That's where we saw probably thirty of the forty four films that yeah. we saw last year. Um, even just it's recently, hard to say no to that. Yeah, The for Evil sure. Dead, Howl's Moving oh Castle. My God. Like we've seen both of those that's, there. Yeah. Well, and just like I feel so. Like at home there, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. It's just it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird little it's, place. It's like it's so comfortable, and like it's, you know, other people go out to the bars, and other people go out and do this or that. But to us, it's we're like, regulars there. Let's Even go to the right. Yeah. Let's go to the movie theater. You yeah, know? we get get a fucking hot dog and icy, kick back in the recliner and watch Nightmare Alley. There's a short film in there about like like people who act like bar regulars, but at a movie, but theater, the movie theater, and they go and try and inter- have those interactions with the, the people at the tickets and the concessions. The fucking fifteen year old workers, and they're like, okay, they think they're lame guy. as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's that would be a cool ad. I think. Like for, sure, for yeah. Cinemark or something. For like, sure. Fucking call us up. We got ideas for days. Nicole Kidman, who? Yeah, 
<laughs> we'll replace Nicole Kidman. I'm clearly we have the. Uh, but yeah, the I think I think the rave. I, I'm 100 in on that. Actually, yeah. it is one of those few physical locations That's that has always one. meant something throughout our lives where important things have happened. Yeah. So the rave. It's hard to yeah, and that sets a really interesting precedent. Yeah. Anything that's not a movie, yeah, a performance, a person, or the other thing, episode of TV, yeah, that's miscellaneous. And to me, the rave fits right. Yeah. I'll hit you with another abstract one, right? Yeah. The impractical jokers as as a group, as a concept, just as, as an enter whatever you want to categorize them as. Yeah. But like they're not clearly we couldn't. You know, we could try and induct an episode of Impractical Jokers. Just we could more tr- of the show in it, Just general. the show itself and their friendship. Like, it, yeah. it's just... I, how long it's been around for us. How long it's been around. Like, just their their evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, the different characters that appear on podcasts and things. Like, yeah. I get excited anytime I see any of them. Yeah. And I just... I think they're the embodiment of, like, a, a, of a fun friendship. And I envy that. Like, it's... For sure, it, Having yeah. a group like that is just so much fun. So... Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, that's my pitch for him. Let me throw some more. Yeah, out hit me, there. hit me with a couple more because I'm interested. This one I'm uncomfortable with. Okay, uncomfortable with. I'm uncomfortable okay. with it for a couple of reasons, but I'm gonna pitch the cover of Abbey Road. So the image, right? Just yeah. the image, right. Of the four of them walking across. Yeah, it's been parodied relentless. It's one of the most iconic. One of the most iconic. Photograph also, art. one of the coolest fucking yeah. things ever. This is where I'm uncomfortable with it. Okay. Because I think Abbey Road itself, the album, could be inducted. So it would True, be. Yeah. It would have a dual. It would, and it like would almost split. be strange to separate it. Yeah. Fr- if, like, I didn't think we would ever induct Abbey Road, the album, but. We might, yeah. I think we might. Yeah. But I do think the image is iconic enough on its own to warrant a spot. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm why I'm a bit uncomfortable yeah. with it because I'm like, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, because I totally so totally iconic. agree with that. Yeah, you know, it's just so important, and I think it fits perfectly into what that miscellaneous category. Yeah, it's is. it's so fun. You know, to come up with stuff for it. But I, I will say 100% tentative. Yeah, I'm like I'm interested sure. absolutely. Um, another one I'll throw out there. Tagline of Alien. Oh, in space. No one can, no one can hear you scream. scream. Yeah, I think the, potentially the greatest movie tagline of all time. Yeah, the thing is up there. Man is the warmest place to hide. That one is fucking a, a galaxy far, chilling. far away. Yeah, a long time ago galaxy. I think that one's up That's there too. That's great. But movie line. Yeah, when I think of like really important movie taglines that just when you hear it, Alien. In space, yeah, no one can yeah, like that's. Where I'm it's all like, for that. That movie is ooh. so fucking. The last time I I rewatched it, uh, mm-hmm. two October's ago, I guess now. But I was like tense the entire time, yeah, because of the way that they utilize that paranoia in in a similar way that the thing does. Mm-hmm. Like just movies that can build atmosphere around those, yeah, those taglines. Really, well, that's I mean, yeah. I mean, because back then that's what you had. There weren't yeah. trailers uh, in abundance. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They didn't have six or seven. And we don't really have those anymore. We don't really get no. taglines because you know we just have so much other marketing out there. Yeah, for sure. And it sucks, you know, because I think that's one of the most creative ways to sell a film. Is, yeah, is the tagline. Um, it's more of an abstract one, though. Obviously, that's not like a tangible, physical yeah. thing. But I think it's iconic. I think it's cool. You know, it's important. But, you know, I'm cool with bringing up other things. Yeah. Um, another one I had on here was the theme song of The Office. Oh, that's a great one, yeah. You know, I think that one's important. That's a great it's one. It's killer. You know, it's one that we reference all the time. It's one that I would never, ever, ever, ever dream of skipping on no, Netflix, it's just, no matter how many times It's a warm hug. It's yeah, a long and it's just a great. It's song not that long either. Just stick out the fucking intro, please. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer it when they add to it. Yeah, and do the highlighter shots and the the copier. Yeah, because you know, like... they don't, and not every episode has that that mm-hmm. same length intro. Sometimes which the first time me. that happened, I was like, "What did I yeah. hit of the skip?" No. Yeah. Um. So I think that's one Beatles rock band in terms yeah. of a game. You think of the hours that that's kind of given us, um, but once again, that's one that can kind of you know sit True, back and yeah. Um, in terms of literature, people are gonna laugh when I say what my examples are. The Walking Dead issue one hundred. Interesting. The introduction of Negan. The death of spoilers. The death of Glenn. I think one of the greatest fucking thirty pages in the history of the universe. 
in tandem with that Watchmen issue four, which is the issue of Dr. Manhattan's transformation, I think is the greatest written thing. That's not, um, you know, a visual medium in terms of like movies or film, but like a book, right. That issue of Watchmen, I think is the greatest thing ever written. Um, so yeah, those are those are kind of the ones that I'm. Yeah, I'll just I'll throw out two more. Uh, so and our our miscellaneous winners from the previous year were Hey Jude by the Beatles, correct? Fortnite, Fortnite, and Letterbox. And Letterbox. So yeah. there, I had a, a couple more in that vein. So I think South Park Tower Defense and its legacy mm-hmm. has just become so mythologized, mythologized yeah. in our friendship, and we got to play it very you know relatively recently the, sure. this past year, and it's the same amount of fun. I, always the same amount. Of fun. It's always the fu- it's always a fucking blast, and it's one that we'll always play. Yeah. So that's that's one to me that it's like Zach and Mary, where it might not be it's, the greatest game yeah. ever. Right. It does have merit. The story's fun, and it's important to us. Yeah. So like, I think one day for sure it'll go in. Could be this year. What else did you have? And then the only other one that I that I had that uh, you didn't kind of touch on, and in thematic reasons, uh, mm-hmm. Reddit as as an app i think i've, I've okay. used it for a long time mm-hmm. uh, if you if you stay off the big subreddits where just Which the I annoying do. like echo garbage you know the same reposts or whatever yeah the the amount of niche communities that you can find for your hobbies for shows for just stupid memes is mm-hmm. the the amount of time that you can spend on there is infinite yeah and i i think it's an awesome it can be an awesome place obviously social media right. itself has a very sucks it, it's it's terrible it, it you but reddit has this unique you can connect to people to connect with such to people niche yes interest who have the same level of community. appreciation for things obviously yeah. you know it's i'm yeah, there's other stuff on here that i'm like Mm. very interested to compare it to but yeah man i think it deserves its place in there for sure um i don't know there's a lot of good ones that there's a lot of good ones yeah here. you know what i mean i think we, so we did the shield the and shield the and the rave are uh yeah are and i think here. what the, are you thinking what what kind of tickles your your pickle oh man i don't know see these are the ones that i'm kind of narrowing down in my mind minecraft mm-hmm. and space no gonna scream and the office theme song yeah the i'm tempted for the office theme song because that one's so long lasting yeah and important yeah it's um, it it triggers serotonin release in my brain it does much make me happy. every time yeah every you time feel good when you yeah. hear it i think that's it i think i'm yeah not to say that those other things can't right. be i think they were all great examples the miscellaneous is a tough category because you're competing with everything but it's the most fun it is the most fun you know because yeah. that's where you can get creative and and weird and yeah yeah but it's it's so it's, it's i love a lot it of fun. yeah um, it's a good it's a good cap too. it's a good main event it's yeah. a good main event um, i look forward to doing it every year and the shitty thing about the hall of fame and the fact that we only do three inductees for each category is that there is so much out there yeah and with every year, there's a whole other year of more stuff out mm-hmm. there. So it, it's, you know, it makes it a bit difficult. Um, I know other Hall of Fames do, and I'm not like talking like podcasts, I'm talking like the, the NFL. Right. You know, like actual the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, they have more criteria where like you can only be eligible for 10 years. You know, like you, when you get open into eligibility you have to get a certain amount of votes to stay on the ballot but you can only be on the ballot for 10 years interesting like i think there's a there's neat rules like that but with our categories i don't think that's really fair it's not feasible either because we yeah yeah, it would be hard to it's just not it'd be hard to gauge things yeah and it's just us too it's It's just us yeah there's no votes here except for us and it it has to be unanimous so here's an inductee to just smash audience there we go we're adding a no. We're putting ourselves yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's what, that what we're means. saying. Yeah. Um, and even just barely. Yeah, even just barely. Oh, okay, so the second class of the Just Match Hall of Fame is movies, her, um, The Shining, and then what was the third one? Captain America Civil Captain War. Captain America Civil War, yeah. Performances, Brian Cranston as Walter White, Joaquin Phoenix is Theodore Twombly, and Chris Evans is Steve Rogers' Captain America episode we have the pilot of breaking bad the pilot of arrested development and the series finale of cowboy bebop people stanley charlie kaufman bill murray and then miscellaneous we have the office theme song 
Captain America Shield and the Rave, our personal movie theater. Yeah. I think that's a hell of a class. Shit. Yeah, man. it is. I think that's a cool a cool thing and I think we're crafting a really cool I hope so. And I'd like to put them on the website, you know, just for like sure. as and a as a separate list. What I wanna do is have like a physical representation of the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. on the desk when we record, you know, like where King Shark is, or if we can just get a more, you know, sort of permanent stable type area, like just finding things that represent each one. You know, if it's the movies that have the Blu-rays there, if it's, you know, an issue of a comic, we have the issue there. If it's a, a, an album, we have that yeah. there. But also trying to figure out, okay, how can we get the more abstract physical representation? So like a tagline or a song or, you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah, we'd have to get we'll have to get creative. For people, action figures. Yeah. Know, like I think there's a lot of cool... Pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like in the office when they yeah. put them on the... Yeah. I think there's a lot of cool things we could do for... Oh, and for I would sure. Even, I wouldn't be opposed to dedicating a shelf to yeah. the Hall of Fame and making it just a, yeah. you know, a wild It'll fill ever. up pretty quick. Yeah. Well, That's the only issue. We'll make room. We'll have a separate shelf eventually. Yeah, man. But that was fun. Um, we do this every December. We did it a little bit late this year, but we'll do it again in December, and, and we'll talk about what's eligible from 2017. I'm very excited for that. Blade Runner, uh, Lady Bird, TV-wise, I'm not too, too sure. Um, That's where it gets a little trickier. Yeah, especially because I've fallen off of TV a bit more. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think I think we did something really special for us. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoys. You know, I would gets love a fraction for people to get involved, out. and I yeah. think you know the more people that do get involved in the podcast and listen and stuff, pitch us your ideas. You know, like nominate your own sort of stuff. I encourage you to start your own Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, for you as a person, things you want to be buried with. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the things you want to Absolutely. take from this world into the next, like I think is always a fascinating idea. It for sure is. Um. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I think it's a great time, though. Um, but until next time. <laughs>